0: Uh, Welcome, Aaron. Yes.
1: In three dogs, thirteen. Welcome. It's our end of the year.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So uh, today, so we're, let's talk about uh, gaming, gaming and esports. Sports. So you just held an event here on December twenty-first. Uh, yes. Under the, it's not just a game program. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit about it.
1: So we held uh I guess we called it our second annual gaming and holiday event. Um, <laughs> which was a Smash Brothers tournament and a free-play tournament, just a bunch of other games. We had some old retro games. We had some fighting games. But the idea really, once again, is start to build a community around gaming, have some folks come out, entertain themselves. We had trivia contests and, and a raffle. So it was a good event. It was a little bit larger than our event last year. I think altogether we had about 40 people that showed up, various age ranges from kids to kind of adults. Um, I was pretty happy with the turnout.
0: What was different, uh, you know, and you showed me a little bit of the, the images of the mm-hmm. event. What was different? What added value did you put this time? Because I know you held one last year as well, similarly. I think
1: last year was the first time we did it. I think um, some of the feedback we got was that this one seemed to be a little bit more organized. Which I think is think is important, um, and most of the folks that came out have been on our mailing list, and so they've been they've known that that we've been having these type of events, so. I think they came with a little with a different set of expectations versus the first time you did it, no one knew what to expect. Um, but I, I think they came, like I said, with a different set of expectations, and I think they enjoyed themselves this time around.
0: So you said you had uh, this time around a tournament. You uh, someone won a raffle, a mm-hmm. trophy. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So we did the normal Smash Brothers tournament um, where everyone competed to win, and then they, they got a trophy and I think there was a cash prize. We had a raffle prize by raffle ticket um, for an Xbox One S which luckily not luckily I think it was good a, a young kid won it as soon as he wanted he started heading for the door he was so excited didn't want to stand still for a photo but it was just good to see kind of um, a kid win instead of an adult um, and then we just had free play where as I said we had fighting games and other games around for folks who just wanted to be in that gaming environment to come in also, it was interesting. We streamed it. I think we live streamed it on Mixer. On Mixer, no, we live streamed it on Twitch. Also.
0: Mm-hmm. So you. Um, so let's talk and, uh, do a deep dive. I know one of the inclusive innovation lab uh, winner was also focused on a little bit on the gaming space, mm-hmm. um, bringing diversity and inclusion about gaming. Something that is very dear to you. As a gamer, as a person who uh, has established a gaming uh, program. Mm-hmm. Tell us why diversity in the gaming industry.
1: I think that the gaming industry. First of all, I think that gaming is. Uh, it's interesting that they call it esports. So there's like the sports side of it, but it's also the entertainment part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at music, if you look at film, you look at like kind of any of those type of creative arts, you need different people to tell the stories. Mm-hmm. You get different perspectives. You get different stories told. Um, and then everyone feels like there's a place for them if there's a story that they can relate with or someone that looks like them, they can connect to. And I think you, by diversifying the people that are in the gaming industry, hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> it will start to manifest itself in some of the games and the products that are put out. And the industry is just so big now that it doesn't make sense for it not to be more diverse. It,
0: the, um, a lot of the athletes are also starting to invest in the gaming yes. industry. Uh, you see the monetization aspect of it. Talk. Can you just briefly talk about consumer versus ownership? Because one of the things that you're focusing also is ownership and creating software and platforms and apps through your clearly innovative business. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, business. I think that that um, we have the same challenge that we have with the tech industry, which is that the a large portion, a large, uh, I say this, that there's certain segment of society that is consuming a lot of content, kind of on the leading edge of kind of the brands, the arts, the music, which then, then get um, incorporated into the gaming industry and into the games. And the folks that created those concept thoughts, they're just, they're not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the one that most people will know of is the, uh, in Fortnite, mm-hmm. where they have microtransactions, and you could buy dance moves that your character does after you win. Excuse me? Yes. Right. So you pay money. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the Carlton dance,
0: yeah.
1: um, you could pay money. So if you win in Fortnite, your character will do the Carlton dance. Oh, right? Wow. Now, most people know it as a Carlton dance, mm-hmm. but the guy Carlton is not getting paid at all. Um, they've used portions of songs in um, games that people are purchasing through mm-hmm. microtransactions. That now there's ongoing battles on how do the musicians get royalties on that. Um, so basically, I'll be frank, there's parts of Black culture and other cultures mm-hmm. that are being incorporated into video games, and the individuals or communities that created
0: those cultures yeah.
1: are not being compensated for anyway.
0: that. how do you think if this is going to change I mean what is it that the community can do to change that because we don't have enough in threes mm.
1: I, I think part right. of it is I think I think if there wasn't such an imbalance of wealth mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think if if other communities felt that there was a way in that it wouldn't be that much of a big deal it would still be a big deal but not as big a deal but the, the idea is like hey this is my shit, mm. and you're now making money off of my shit, <laughs> mm. and I'm not getting paid for it, right? Um, another interesting thing might be I don't know the data on it, I'm not a data guy. Uh, NBA 2K makes a boatload of money. Everybody knows who plays the NBA mm, mostly people of color, yeah. right? I suspect if you took a deep dive in the numbers of people of color that are involved with the making of the game, the marketing of the game, the promotion of the game. Um, it probably doesn't reflect, mm. <laughs> um, you know, very well for, you know, people of color. Um, there's a lot of reasons why it's that way. The, but, you know, one of the things my my, my uh, coach says to me is you can spend a lot of time on why, but it's not going to change. Right? right, right. So it's like, it's more about, like, what can we do proactively to try to address that? And that kind of brings us full circle to kind of what we're doing here is just raising a wh- like. Like, I don't think a lot of kids when they're sitting down playing NBA 2K think about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely they're just like, yeah. hey, I'm enjoying this game. I'm having fun. I love it. You know, mm-hmm. I would go out every single year religiously and pay 56 bucks or almost $60 for the game. Right. And all that's really changing are statistics mm-hmm. on the players that you're playing with and maybe mm-hmm. some minor graphic upgrades. Just like recurring revenue every year that these companies are making off of you. <laughs> but,
0: but, and yes, and so there are not enough in threes, and it's not just a game. Mm-hmm. It's not in every uh, city uh, or um, accessible yet to all of these communities where they can come and one, create, two, participate, hone their skills in the gaming, because gaming is an actual
1: mm-hmm. But even uh, more than that, I mean, because a lot of people will say, "Well, oh, we're not there yet, we're not there yet. A lot of it just starts with being informed,
0: mm-hmm. right? Indeed. Indeed. Like
1: we talked, to, I mean, even you when when, yeah. when we first met, it, we yeah. how we first met when I first started talking about gaming, like
0: yeah.
1: you didn't realize people yeah. people don't really realize how big the numbers are. Yes, like
0: it's they were, billions. It, 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 it's
1: insane how, yeah. how big the numbers are, yeah. and they would. It's I think they were saying that it's it's about I have to find a statistic, but they were talking about the money that the gaming industry is making compared to um, like Hollywood's making on their movies, and it's starting yeah. to kind of get get up there
0: yes right because also a lot of movies are starting to be like a gaming. Yeah, like a mm. you know uh it's funny because uh aside from and i, I mentioned this uh ready player one yeah. all the time i'm like everything is about ready mm. player one especially since uh you're completely right about information because you've opened up my horizon about the gaming industry potential um especially for us women people of color mm. um I think it's it's interesting to see the, the value of it as an owner, uh, not necessarily just yeah. as a consumer. But I
1: mean, but the, the, uh. the challenge with the ownership question is it's like, I don't know how you fix that problem at this point, right? It's the the buying teams and getting in into the leagues right now was just mm-hmm. so cost prohibitive at this point. And most of the people that are getting in on it are the people who are owners in mm-hmm. the other professional sports leagues. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they address that problem. I mean, you touched on the on the woman problem. I think the woman problem is just horribly offensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, the you just hear about women who are either leaving the industry or have stopped playing or just want to walk away from completely because it's just all the harassment that they're getting. And the thing that I don't understand is that you have all this technology to do this stuff, to make these games and track what people are doing. You can't track the foul people on your system and shut them down
0: right. right right
1: you can't track the people that are harassing these women and shut them down mm. right so it's like where are your priorities
0: yeah because you know the gaming industry and you touched on a couple of things that i want to come back to is one is um the safety issue mm-hmm. about gaming i remember you talked to me about the, someone uh, being harassed when you're doing an online gaming mm-hmm. and so on so forth um so how do you manage that? How do you contain that, especially for a community that has been so aggressive so mm. far? Um, that's one thing. And the second part is the, I think the ownership side is, and if I uh, and then I know it will hit you when I say this is because it's not just a game. You mm. created this platform, this whole uh, program. Based on an understanding that we need to stop just being consumers,
1: yes, just being consumers, is yeah. just looking at a game and looking at it as a way I was, we, when we were talking with the folks about a dirty gaming event. it's like, look, if you're a journalist, you can be a journalist about gaming mm-hmm. right it's it's no it's no different than the kid who's always wanted to be a football player and realize he's never going to make the pros. And so then now they become an agent, or they go work for an NFL team, or they go work for NFL, or they work as a reporter. There's all these same opportunities that exist in gaming and esports, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, we need to start looking at it that way. Mm. And that's hopefully what we're doing here is raising awareness so that people can start to see that these are opportunities you know, that they can pursue.
0: Yeah, because there is the, um, so just as as we're kind of wrapping up, perhaps to just do for someone who hasn't, I just remember Nintendo mm-hmm. back in the, I won't say my name. So mm-hmm. a while back, when it came out, the first iteration, and there's the Atari and mm-hmm. so on. So can can you give us a quick chronological type of growth of the gaming industry in terms of the um, we got the young kid who won yeah. Xbox. For instance, yeah, I
1: mean, right? so we could we could just talk about the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think at the last Fortnite competition, a 16-year-old kid won a million dollars for playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. The, just the game itself is make. I think they said it made over a billion dollars last year. Um, and this is just one game. Mm-hmm. Just one game that's making this kind of money. the The prices of consoles now are, I think, to talk about next year when Sony and Microsoft come out with their new ones, it'll be between four and five hundred dollars for a console at home. Wow. Um, they're starting to investigate streaming now, so that you don't need a console anymore. You can stream games directly to your phone or any device to play video games with the same latency as if you're playing on your own console. Um, and I'm just, based on the information I have in the United States, like in Asia, mm-hmm. in the Asian companies, mobile gaming is is insane. It like hasn't even caught on here the same way that it's caught on in, in the Asian countries. And once it comes over here, it's, it's going to be even more insane. I ran a company, just got, I think, about $25 million to start creating software and a, a mobile gaming league. I saw a company that has released a router that's focused on um, speeding up the traffic for mobile games, right? So the idea is that you would buy these routers if you want to host a mobile gaming competition, right? So a business thought that it was worthwhile to invest time, resources, and energy to create a router to optimize the environment for people playing mobile games. Mm, are you right? kidding me? No, I can do that. So yeah. it's clear that somebody sees that there's a future in this space. I actually just saw, I was looking at um, CES, CTA. What is it? CTA. What's the, the consumer technology, the big event oh, that they do? association, yeah. They, CTA, that they're doing okay. in um, next week.
0: Okay.
1: There's like a whole tract on video games and esports. Yeah. Oh,
0: interesting. <laughs> oh, interesting. Right?
1: So that's where it's gotten to. And the frightening thing is, I mm-hmm. suspect if you go mm-hmm. and you walk in the room and look around, at who's sitting in these sessions? It's probably not a very diverse
0: crowd. Indeed, indeed. And um, the way you're
1: writing is like you didn't even know that they had that track. No, see, right?
0: absolutely not. But it's a good way where you you can go and speak. So we're going to do a follow up on but, that. Uh, just on the but side yeah, thing. I
1: mean, I found it. Um, and, and what was interesting yeah. was what they were talking about. What if you look at what was the panels it was about? How do you market? To that audience, right? You know, how do you use how do you incorporate video gaming esports into your business or into your marketing strategy, into your product placement? So people realizing now, at the end of the day, there's a bunch of eyeballs staring at these screens, playing mm-hmm. these games, how can I monetize them better? Which just means it's more money for the video game companies. Mm-hmm. The same way that they do product placement in TVs and movies.
0: Yes. Yes, it's the same thing. <laughs> I remember back in the days, ah, uh, in the days, meaning a few years ago, a friend of mine was launching a business uh, called the gamification platform mm-hmm. for marketers. And now, when you're saying this, it just just dawned on me that he was way ahead yeah, of the curve, good. in terms of your gami, the gamification of everything that mm-hmm. we do, is 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 it right? Yeah. Um, but then you talked about also the expense related to it. Uh, how can a, a, a household income of less than fifty grand be able to spend f- five hundred thousand dollars on a new console? And how much are the games?
1: The games are about sixty bucks.
0: Oh, so sorry. they're
1: trying. So what the mm-hmm. the thing that the industry is trying to do is they're trying to you know once again kind of follow media and shift to the streaming model and the subscription model, mm-hmm. right? So actually, Xbox Game Pass. I was just reading an article about that. So Xbox Game Pass is you pay a monthly fee and you get free access to like 200, 300 games. And they rotate the games every couple of months, kind of just like Netflix does, right? Netflix yeah. has a bunch of shows, you pay a subscription, you can watch them, but after a certain amount of time, some of the shows just come off and some new ones roll in. Mm. That's what Xbox Game Pass does now.
0: Oh, interesting. So you pay a
1: monthly subscription you get it. Yeah, but there's
0: still a, uh, a high cost for a household right. income. And, and that, that is why they're, they're
1: moving through. to being able to stream the games directly to your mobile devices or just directly to your laptop or your computer that won't require you to have a console at all. Right, So now you pay a subscription fee to get access to Game Pass mm-hmm. and then you have your own either computer or laptop or phone and you just stream the content directly to you. All you got to do then is just buy a controller. So uh,
0: for <laughs> some of us who are like newbies, can you just break it down? What
1: does so that mean? What that means is the same way how if you want to watch a movie on Netflix, yeah. you load up Netflix, you select a movie and you hit play, and you start watching it. Yes. That is where the gaming industry is going with games. So with Xbox Game Pass, like I was playing with the beta on my... Right now, the beta I have, you can just stream from your own console to your device, but they're working on xCloud, which will mean is you download the app, mm-hmm. you go to whatever they call it, you select the game you want to play, hit play, and you just start playing the game on your phone. On your phone. On your phone, on your laptop. It'll all be streamed the same way movies are streamed with Netflix. Wow.
0: How oh, interesting. Okay, lovely. Uh, and hence, this is why we need to talk more yes. about gaming. Uh, so, as we're wrapping up, uh, can you just uh, inform your audience about the gaming event? Oh and, yes. So
1: one and thing and we CBA's we anu- we ahead. announced um, that we're gonna we are going to do some sort of gaming focus. You know, uh, tournament panel talk.